Welcome to the Gym Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Ramage. On this episode, I'm chatting with Mather Wiswall. Mather works for Level Method, has for about a year, helping us with our marketing. Mather owns, actually he co-owns the Florida Grid League with his sister, which is really cool. Um, he is has been involved in branding, marketing, and design for 20 years. He's been running events of all sorts, including CrossFit events for 15 years. Uh, Mather loves spending time with family, traveling, and uh, he will always answer first business. He just loves business. Welcome to the show, Mather. Thanks for having me, Scott. I'm super excited to be here. Yes. <laughs> um, when I first asked you, like, what's something interesting about you? I love business. So, um, <laughs> It's not often I meet people like that. And I, I mean, I, I kind of answer that a lot too, uh, just probably in maybe in little different realms. So um, let's start there. What, where did your love for business grow? Um, I've been selling things since I was a little kid. Um, the first quote unquote business I had was growing pumpkins in my backyard and then selling them around, uh, around Halloween time on the side of the road. And um, it's really just been kind of an obsession since there was a little bit of a break during school, uh, high school and college. Didn't have a lot of ambition to run businesses as well. But right after college, I kind of got into the freelance thing and, and other little um, businesses here and there. And I did work on one during college as well. But uh, it's been a growing obsession, I guess, since I was a little kid, uh, as far as, you know, how long it's been. So I don't know if that's a good answer, but kind of where I would leave it. Yeah, I think that's awesome. The, um, <clears throat> the connection, I remember when, when you first were introduced to the Level Method team, I'm like, what is the connection here? Where, where is this Mather guy coming from? All of a sudden you're on our meetings. So I wanted to go into that because it, it wasn't until just recently that I realized that you do, you know, marketing and branding for all sorts of businesses. I mean, that's your main thing, but you also run the Florida Grid League, which I really want to get into because I think there's a lot of people that don't know what the Grid League is, don't understand mm -hmm. what the Grid League is. And um, I'm still learning that and it's, it's fascinating. So I want to talk about that. But what brought you to, to Level Method? Uh, the short answer is my connection with Sean Buck that actually goes back to the original grid days. And I've actually known Nathan for several years as well, but I've stayed pretty in touch with Sean. I've always respected and enjoyed working with him. And I've always respected what level method is. I didn't know the intricate details until I really got involved, but the concept has always stuck with me as something that I thought made a lot of sense. And that's only grown since I've been involved. And it's pretty extensive now. So <clears throat> to answer your question, the connection with Sean, he kind of presented me with this opportunity because they had mentioned a hole that they felt they needed help with in level method and one that I might be able to fill. And so my role has evolved a little bit, but I love being involved. And um, yeah, that's kind of what led me here. Yeah, that's that's really cool. So I think... I, um... Let, you said it, the connection in grid with Sean, Sean Buck. So Sean was an integral part of kind of the, not the competition, but the back end technology and everything involved in grid. So 
let's just kind of jump right out of the gates because I think there's people listening that are like, I have no clue what grid is. And um, so let's, why don't you go ahead and give us an overview of like grid? Sure. So what it is as a organization is it's really a sport. So what it's a, it's a team sport that's made up of uh, two teams going head to head in what we call matches. These teams are 18 players, uh, roughly speaking. They uh, consist of matches where there are 11 different races that teams will compete in. So these races are consistent in structure in the way that the rules work and the way the teams can perform the races, but the movement variations and some of the other details will change from match to match in what we call match format. So these teams are head to head. It's very easy to see who's in the lead within a given race. And, um, and it's also easy to see who's, who's in the lead with a given match. So it's a very spectator friendly sport, team sport. Um, and so the movements within the races are taken from other traditional sports such as weightlifting, gymnastics, CrossFit is one of them. There's also a lot of original movements that the grid league has uh, created but they all have a similar theme in that they're borrowed from concepts in other fitness-based sports really they're not used to measure or develop fitness in any way it's more of an obstacle like a hurdle is in you know a track race um, that must be performed in order to complete the race so that's kind of an overview of what the sport is. Um, and then, you know, I don't know if you have other specifics about history and everything like that, but. Yeah. So, I mean, you mentioned CrossFit in there, you mentioned weightlifting. Um, what was the other thing you mentioned? Other specific gymnastics. gymnastics. Okay. So when I think of all those things, I think, okay, CrossFit's all of those, right? Like it's all of them in a mixing mm -hmm. pot. So um, how does then, then grid differ from like team CrossFit competition? Yeah, so uh, CrossFit is about measuring fitness and they're very clear about that. Uh, you know, it's a training methodology first. So it's about getting fit, being well. Um, the, the method of training is what the core of CrossFit is and then it just so happens it's often used in a form of competition, which is really what the CrossFit Games is all about. So doing workouts for time. But the ultimate goal of a CrossFit competition is to find who is the fittest. So you're testing all of these different dimensions and testing being the important word. Uh, and, you know, the title of the best CrossFitter is the fittest owner. And um, so teams are really a variation on that within CrossFit. They're objectives that are performed by a team, but they're also minimum requirements that are uh, as far as the overall uh, ability of an individual on the team, meaning they have to be grid we don't care about fitness as aren't what you would call true condition of it meaning we have players that are, are scott can you still hear me yeah i can you, you broke up a little bit okay, there sorry 
I don't know if it's your internet or mine, but we'll, we'll figure okay. it out. At Level Method, we're constantly searching for ways to make your life as a gym owner easier. And that's why we created our social media service that makes you look like you're putting in tons of hours or paying someone an arm and a leg. Get six professional themed text and image posts each week, four weeks at a time. Check out levelmethod.com slash social for more info. Okay, sorry about that. Yeah, so... Um... You know, there are players that are in our league that are over 300 pounds, but can move a barbell about as good as anybody on the planet. Wow. And then we have players that are under four foot um, that can really cycle pull-ups and muscle-ups faster than anybody else on the planet. So it's more about efficiency within specific elements that we use within a race. And so just like in gymnastics, it's the visual performance that is what the competition is about in weightlifting it's about max poundage in crossfit it's about fitness and in our sport it's about performing races the fastest so we're actually closer to track in that regard but the way that it's structured in that it's a team sport with all of these different skill sets coming together as the team performance um, you know we have people within the league that have played both competitive football and competitive crossfit and they say the experience and the stimulus and the way that it feels is actually closer to football than it is CrossFit because of the team camaraderie, the communication, and how much is required outside of the specific physical performance for the team to do well, which is like in football, the game plan, the strategy, the communication, the working together as a team, the gelling of the team matters just as much as the individual's player's physical ability. And, you know, that holds true really significantly in grid as well. The, um, the, some of the parts are way more valuable than the individual abilities. And, um, and so that's one of my favorite aspects, but just to kind of paint a picture of how similar it is in relation to some of the sports, it's really very different goals, very different directions, very different structure overall. So how does that relate to CrossFit? I mean, there, there was a time when, um, I remember when Sean told me he was involved with grid and I didn't know what it was. And I looked it up real quick and I'm like, well, is this like a replacement of CrossFit competitions? So, you know, clear that up a little bit for me because I mean, grid's been, been going on for, I don't know how long. Um, it's definitely changed structure, uh, in, in how it's running, but kind of kind of open my eyes to that situation if you will yeah absolutely so we do get compared to crossfit a lot mainly because we utilize some of the same movements but that's really the only similarity crossfit is to grid as weightlifting is to grid or as gymnastics is to, to crossfit you know using some of the same movements completely different goals completely different use of those movements and we don't consider ourselves a competition to CrossFit in any way, just like weightlifting is not a competition to CrossFit. We see a lot of synergy to both organizations existing. And we are all CrossFitters. I, I just passed my 10-year anniversary in CrossFit. I love CrossFit. I believed a ton in the methodology. It's changed my life for the better. I want to support the growth of CrossFit as a methodology. Um, what we see our sport as is a 
another way to use what you develop fun with your fitness, you know, to take what you invest all those hard hours in the CrossFit gym and utilize them to have fun and to show off a little bit and, and to compete because, you know, competitions is you know, ingrained part of our, our society. So players that play well in grid don't necessarily have all the same skill sets that uh, CrossFitters, good CrossFitters do. So like I said, the body types vary a lot. These individual skill sets vary a lot. And so you might have an incredible athlete in a CrossFit gym that uh, puts in a ton of time um, developing their skills and fine tuning them. But when it comes to CrossFit, they might have a hole in their game that makes it you know, impossible for them to compete at CrossFit. And that's why weightlifting, you know, Maddie Rogers, nobody blames her when she went over to weightlifting from CrossFit, but she was opened her eyes to weightlifting through CrossFit and found something that was a better fit for her as an athlete. And we feel that, you know, part of why grid should exist is to allow athletes like Maddie Rogers that have specific skill sets within CrossFit that they really, really excel with at and are maybe top 1% of the world within. And, and this gives them a, a chance to showcase that. Um, so that was a really long explanation, but I think the main uh, message is that we love CrossFit. We support it. We watch the games like everybody else. Um, we think that, you know, when somebody wants to play grid and they don't have experience with the movements, we send them to a CrossFit gym. And we've actually actively searched out CrossFit gyms and people's areas that are interested in playing grid so they can become familiar with the movements that are oftentimes used in grid so we see a very uh you know synergistic coexistence in where we can support one another just like weightlifting and crossfit now yeah a uh, funny story which i've already told you but i i was on the phone for for a different opportunity for, with um somebody and this this gentleman lives in in florida and he owns two gyms. He's opening his third gym. And I believe they're CrossFit style gyms uh, or something of that nature. So are they, are mm -hmm. those CrossFit? Are those functional fitness gyms? It's Nick. Yes. Yes, okay. they are. Yep. So Nick has three functional fitness mm -hmm. gyms. And then he also has a relationship with grid at some level. What's his relationship with grid? Yeah. He's one of the, the original team owners in the Florida grid league and still very involved in that way. So he's, he runs, operates, and coaches one of the teams, the Southwest Florida Sharks. Okay, so I, I guess the whole point was is there is some real synergy between you know functional fitness business and and the grid league as it stands. So this um, why why let me ask you a question I didn't prep you for. <laughs> Please, oh, fun um, for for gym owner like that might be listening to this is like, why should I care about grid league? And I mean, I have some ideas, but I want to hear it from you. Well, I mean, first and foremost, it's just fun. I mean, you know, when people are participate, they watch, they spectate. We have yet to hear somebody that said they had a dull time. It is a super exciting sport. It's a lot of fun. You see people in their element, they're doing the elements, their movements, their favorite parts of fitness, they get to perform and, and showcase that in a team setting. And it's a, an extremely rewarding and fun experience. If you're a CrossFit gym owner, there's a few different angles. So let's say you wanted to be involved as a team owner. Um, you know, it brings a lot of eyeballs to your gym because, um, you know, the players, we do a lot of 
promotion of the players. The players tend to get a lot of attention. Um, if we hold practices or matches within a, a gym, it gets a lot of new people within a gym. So, you know, it helps grow the brand of a gym within our region and otherwise. But also it engages the community of the gym in a different way. And, um, you know, there's no knock on CrossFit competitions, but not everybody resonates with the structure of a CrossFit competition um, because it's individual events, but there's a long rest period between. Uh, and when I say CrossFit, I mean, you know, your kind of local throwdown type situation that isn't necessarily CrossFit affiliated, but a functional fitness competition. Um, and there's a lot of people going at once. It's kind of hard to follow. Uh, and so it's extended over a long period of time. But with a grid event, it's a short, high impact, more like a traditional uh, grid, or I'm sorry, a sporting event, like a baseball game or a football game. It's only a couple hours long. It's high energy the entire time. Um, within a gym, if you have a gym versus gym grid event, you have a wide range of athlete types that you need to use for your team. And so you engage a lot of different athlete types that, you know, if you have a little bit bigger athlete that, um, you know, tends to be stronger, but is not going to be doing any, many pull-ups, they can still shine. They can be on a team, be excited to be able to contribute with their strength. And so we know the value, of, you know, within a CrossFit community, that's the reason it exists, you know, in-house competitions exist and um, why we all are passionate about being a part of these events because it's a community builder. You're allowing people to showcase what they spend all their time building in the gym. And so this is another method of doing that. But in our opinions, it's even more effective because you're bringing all these different skill sets together on one team. It's bringing the cohesion. It's bringing the teamwork and all of the reasons that we put our kids in team sports as young adults. You know, this is what's happening within a gym wall. So the connections that are built amongst team members playing on the team uh, of grid is incredible. And it's one of the biggest values that anybody gets out of being involved. I mean, this is not like a, a big money-making thing right now or anything. You know, the benefit of being involved at a leadership level in grid is because of the passion about the sport and the, the you know, the, um, the, what you get from being involved, which is really the connections with your team and the other teams within the league. Really. Yeah, that's a, it's a really cool point. You know, a lot of times as uh, adults are moving into adulthood, we relate with those that we're interacting with within a business mm -hmm. or maybe some sort of club or something. And it's really kind of where a lot of us get our energy, where we have our social circles and to be able to kind of infuse uh, Absolutely. A team, you know, guys who pick up basketball games or go to the Y every weekend and play these with their group. This is like the that version. It seems to me like it would kind of be that kind of environment uh, in a competitive modality for, um, you know, for everyone. What I love when I start to think of level method and then grid, I think mm -hmm. of, okay, you're talking about weightlifter. Someone like in level method, you get a, a, when you finish the assessments and this is not static, it's, it's dynamic as you change and you grow and you get better, or you may decrease it, but you'll get, you'll get an overall level in um, in relative strength. And, and mm -hmm. so someone that might be like a black or a red, which is at the top of the map in relative strength would likely be someone who would do really well in the gymnast part of grid, the gymnastics part of grid. Whereas someone who 
maybe is like a black overall is more of like that crossfitter part. And then weightlifting, of course, maybe you've got, you know, like a, a someone who just can move a ton of weight, but they're slow mm-hmm. or they're right. So that it's really cool. Cause it kind of fits right in. Like you can almost, I can almost visualize avatars for each section based on the, av- the level method um, system. Have you kind of, is that kind of ran through your head that thinking? Of course, of course. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we have this list of tests that we send people when teams are recruiting. So they run through these tests, they see where they fit uh, as far as which tests are the best at, and teams can use that information to recruit for their teams. But really what we're doing in effect is what Level Method already does. And that is to identify strengths and weaknesses within a person as far as their relative ability in fitness. So related to strength or um, energy systems or um, just, you know, very fine-tuned skill sets. You know, you could form a grid team based on your gym's levels by looking at, you know, where the top strengths are within, like you said, weightlifting, um, you know, short, uh, fast workout modalities, um, lower body push type situation, lower body pull. You know, if somebody scores really well in the deadlift, you're going to put them in in deadlifts for a grid workout or a race. So you could build your gym's best quality team with your levels and level methods. Oh, which so is fun. just like a cool correlation they really yeah it, they, they, it was no there was no intention in that but really when a team is recruiting that's exactly what they're looking for they're looking for what is a player's strengths and weaknesses how can i bet it's really just strengths because they don't even care what your weaknesses are it's how they're going to best utilize your best abilities and contribute towards the team and um and so physically speaking the level method kind of solves all those problems for you or at least many of them right off the bat it's pretty cool it is pretty cool and, and my brain just starts to spin because we have gyms all over the world doing color-based uh work uh competitions in-house competitions mm-hmm. and you yeah. mentioned something that is so true one of the one of the things about competitions crossfit competitions is they like last all day they, and, and yeah. spectators are, you know, only people who love you very, very much, um, aren't fully vested in you are the ones hanging out. And, and, you know, we've all experienced this where there's this kind of like this movement back and forth of people kind of coming and going because it's just a long, a long drawn out event. Right. Um, it seems to me like incorporating like house grid competitions in house grid competitions, like developing teams, letting teams develop and recruit their own folks based on level method colors, because it becomes super natural that way. Like, Hey, we need, um, you know, uh, we need a really fast person. We need a sprinter. Um, right. This, this yep. stuff, it, it gets really fun and it would really, really celebrate and, and create some real, cohesion inside as opposed to all these individuals competing against each other it would develop it seems like it would develop exactly cool cohesion so um not to start another project and maybe you already have this but do you guys have is does grid have something in line or something already pre-built out for a little mini grid like someone you're in florida and and right now you know the florida grid league 
lives in Florida. Um, I'm in Texas. What if I'm attending a gym and they're like, I want to do a grid thing. That looks awesome. It's two hours. It's an event. You got these matches, everything. It's super spectator friendly. Mm -hmm. We can invite friends and family and we know it's going to build our membership because people are going to get totally pumped up and they're there for a specific amount of time. It's not trying out forever. Um, Like, you know, you bring your family or and friends to CrossFit competitions. Like, dang, I got to live my whole life around CrossFit if I want to be involved in that because the competition is all day long. Right, right. <laughs> it's not necessarily yeah. a glowing way to build a business. No, no cutting against CrossFit competitions. People love them. They have a blast. Right. There's a place for them. But I'm thinking as far as marketing, Absolutely. growing your business, getting more people involved, attracting a wider range. We, I mean, you know, CrossFit isn't just about having the most elite um, all around people in your gym. That's, that, that's kind of gone away. Um, it seems like this is almost yeah. a uh, total evolution. So what resources yeah. do you have for a gym in Florida or Connecticut or, or, um, or you know, Washington State? I mean, like, they're like, well, thanks. Thanks, Matter. That's really cool. Now we don't know what to do. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great point. And we do have this thing, what we call grid in house. So a grid in house match is a grid team that is formed within a grid uh, gym going against another gym's grid team and going head to head. Fun. Um, you could also do it within your own membership. So, you know, uh, if you have enough members that would be interested in competing, you could have two teams that compete within your own membership. Um, and the, one of the beautiful things is you can have, you know, RX athletes, quote unquote, uh, and in level method, it would be like red or, or, or black athletes combined with, uh, you know, orange level athletes or something like that, or your, you know, your lower level, because you have different roles that need to be filled. So not everybody has to be a elite level. Um, and plus you might have general orange level athletes that are black in certain categories, you know? Um, and so you're really spanning, you're breaking through clicks that exist in the gym, you know? Um, and so we've seen that effect happen with these grid in-house uh, matches that we've held. And there are a few variations on them. We have the ability for a gym to take this structure and implement it themselves. Um, we just want to get people playing the sport. We also have, uh, you know, a, a, an opportunity for us to come in and help with the leadership of that uh, gym and house or grid and house event. And um, we also actually have just recently a uh, member of our referee staff who set off on a cross country journey uh, in his RV with his girlfriend. And um, he's going to be our traveling grid and house instructor. So um, cool. we haven't actually announced this yet, but uh, that's another opportunity to say like, if you're within his path or a certain distance of his path, he could stop by your gym and help you run a grid and house event in the next, you know, six months or whatever. So there are a lot of different opportunities. It would just be a matter of getting in touch. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's a, this grid and house is really cool. And we already have, like I said, a good number of gyms within the level method running color-based competitions the challenge has been is like hey our our competition is today's gonna be you know this month it's orange and yellow member you know Mm -hmm. and and so again it's really long or you're really kind of having to run like 
eight, you know, five different, six different divisions right. at the same time. So it's been a little bit of a logistical thing. It's really, really cool because people are really only competing against people at their same level. So it, le- it mm-hmm. takes away the sandbaggers. There's no way to sandbag in level method, right? Right, um, right. Everything's clear. It's defined. I remember going to competitions where a guy that could, you know, overhead squat 350 was in, yeah. the, in the scale division. I'm like, what? You know, like, like yeah. let's get real. Everybody loves it when that happens. Right? <laughs> way common. It's crazy, right? Maybe because he doesn't yeah. have double unders and he doesn't want to do double unders and lose. So right. with level method and those levels, you really kind of bring everything into, again, a level playing field. But this, right. the grid in-house actually solves a huge logistical issue with that. And I, I don't want to throw anybody's competitions and ideas out of the way because there's some been really cool ones. Ben Olin's one of them. He's created a, a really cool level system in-house thing that he does. And it's kind of like a week long. It's really cool. But, um, but when you, if you were to do this grid, more in-house grid using colors to, to put teams together for people who are interested, I mean, it's, it's brilliant. It, it takes the massive time, brings it all in, um, and, and it makes it sounds to me without having done it makes it like maybe a little more logistically clean. And, um, I think that's a really cool, really cool thing. Yeah. So, you know, depending on how many people you would want to have involved, there are a few different options and like any event, there are logistical challenges, but I think, you know, the concept of the sport and, you know, all of these different skill sets coming together in a team driven experience. If people have team sports experience, that concept alone resonates with them. You know, they remember why they valued their time on a team so much. And so, you know, this concept really speaks to that. And it's not for everybody. Some are always going to feel like the traditional CrossFit style competition is the best way for them and that makes total sense but if you're like wow that sounds cool you know if that sounds like something I would have a lot of fun with then the chances are you're going to be engaged in a way that your members are really going to value the experience as well so you know if you have a hundred members and you're trying to get them all involved it's going to be hard no matter what style of competition you do that with. You know what I mean? Like if we have 20 person grid teams or 15 person grid teams, you're going to need a few different teams and whatnot. Um, But that being said, if you have, you know, you know, let's say 20% of your gym, which is about, you know, 30, 40 people that are highly competitive and want an outlet or are close to that or want an outlet to compete. In my opinion, there's no better way than splitting them into two grid teams having a, you know, two to three hour event where it's high energy the whole time. And, um, and like you said, engages the community a little, little bit better from a spectator's perspective. Um, and then at the end, it's, you know, everybody is one big team again, and, and it's a blast. That's, uh, yeah, that is, that's a really cool layout of how that could work. I, um, I have seen some of the movements that you guys have created, uh, I mean, I think there's one that's like a muscle up, but it does more is, am I right? Like, it's, it's like, what the heck? What, 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 do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. Pretty much, pretty much everything on the rings has already been done in gymnastics. Right. So yeah. 
Yeah, the, what you're, I think you're talking about is a butterfly muscle up. And the only reason we call it that is because most people that are familiar with muscle ups are CrossFitters, you know, or right. gymnasts. Right. And, but, you know, our inherent uh, fan base is, is generally CrossFitters because they have a familiarity with the movement. And all the butterfly muscle up does is take the backswing out of the muscle up. And in reality, it's, it's a uh, front uprise in gymnastics okay. so it's the same movement Just um crazy name. but yeah and, but you would never use it that way in gymnastics it's more of a transition from getting to one performance movement to another in gymnastics but in our case we're using it as a performance repetition in a race and so we allow that crossfit doesn't allow them because they require the back that backswing um because it's more of a te test of fitness it's not about you know, doing it the best you possibly can. Very right. different purpose. Right. Okay. Um, that's, that makes sense to me. So those wouldn't be something that would be integrated in an in-house, I would guess. Generally speaking, no. <laughs> you know, the that's a very high level movement. Yes. Uh, even, you know, a lot of top CrossFitters can't perform that or it would take a while for them to be able to um, because it is something that requires, you know, very elite level timing and um, body awareness. And it, it's not even as much strength as it is about, you know, some of those other aspects, but um, you know, it's a very high level movement that a very, very small percentage of the population can pick up quickly. Um, but those who can should be showcased and should be celebrated because it is as unique and as rare and, and in, in our opinion, as special as somebody that can perform a lot of different types of workouts really, really well, you know? That's really cool. I've, um, I've caught a few back in the days past when it was on network TV, I've caught a few competitions. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, what I realized, you got to tune in for long enough to kind of like understand who the teams are and kind of get excited about that. Um, what is your vision for this? Because right now it's kind of isolated other than the in-house. And now you have this referee who's driving around, which I think is really cool. Um, because I, I, I asked you probably, I don't know, three, four months ago. I'm like, why isn't there a grid team in Texas? Like you're talking about a state mm -hmm. that produces a ton of athletes um, and, mm -hmm. and, and sporting events and sports are extremely important to a lot of people here. Um, so what, why, why, or what is your, what's your vision? Is, is it growth? Yeah, absolutely. We, the biggest number one, uh, you know, mission we have is to, to propagate the sport as big as it possibly can be in the world. And, um, you know, we see it as, something that has a ton of benefit, not just for its participants, but for society. And uh, we think that the growth that our particular league has demonstrated within just one single state, uh, for example, we, you know, you mentioned Texas, we had one team in our last event that was basically 90% from Texas. Uh, we have a lot of players that that come from texas to participate in the florida grid league because there's a lot of you know people that love football and crossfit and you know it's it's somewhat of a marriage of the two so it resonates really well in texas but um we have players from all over the world um we have people we had two from south america three from south america this recent one we had one from japan signed two from france 
uh, signed as well, but couldn't because of COVID in this last event. Um, but, you know, if it resonates with you as a sport, you know, it really resonates and, and people will uh, span a lot of distance to play. So, you know, what we'd like to do is replicate what we've done in Florida in other locations. And we've proven out the model in which Florida Grid League is. And we have uh, people that are interested in bringing the leagues to their specific location, both in the U.S. and globally. And, uh, and so we're assisting as much as we can in that regard. But we want to replicate what the Florida Grid League is in as many locations as we can and continue to develop a grassroots understanding of what the sport is and how it's played, what the rules are, uh, a love for the sport, and at the same time, develop our kind of higher level uh, distribution methods as far as getting people to watch the sport. So uh, our social media channels are, you know, we have millions of people engaged on a monthly basis um, through our social media channels now. Uh, and then, you know, we are in talks with TV networks and um, other online distribution methods of our um, our matches as well. So, you know, our goal is to build from the bottom up as well as the top down as much as we can and where those meet in the middle as far as, um, you know, the existence of the sport at its maximum level is really the, the main goal. But we want more people all over the world playing the sport and there are a lot of different ways that could be, but the way we see it the simplest is to replicate what we've done in Florida in other locations and then, you know, have those lower areas compete with one another and just keep building from there. Yeah. So it's, it's building, uh, building from the ground up other than from the sky down really. Right. Correct. Which is, yeah. it sounds to me kind of, if I remember correctly, it's kind of how the original grid league was, it was kind of just from, from, it, you know, very high, like all over the place building teams out. And now it's like, let's start here, get it right and move it out. Yeah, the original grid league was very capital intense. It was very um, reliant on uh, things out of our control. And when I say our, everybody that was involved in that level. And um, it was a go big or go home mentality. And, um, and I understand and believe in the reasons for that approach. And I think what we realized is that the complexity and difficulty of building a sport is something that can't easily be replicated. Right. And so the requirement to go big immediately isn't really there, um, which is the original thought process. So, um, We've taken a much more sustainable, uh, revised approach where we can, you know, build at our own pace. There's no requirement to, you know, have people involved that, um, you know, can make major decisions before we're ready. Um, we just, you know, take what the market gives us and build what makes sense within our current scenario and, um, and do that as long as we need to until we have the right bigger partners involved to take everything to the next level.
As a gym, you don't want to get lumped in with the bottom of the barrel. You must stand out from the crowd and deliver real value. And the Level Method gives you a clear way to show prospects and clients how you're different from all the other gyms out there and what it means to them. Go to levelmethod.com to find out more. Awesome. That's awesome. So you're doing all of this, all of this, and you have a great, this great vision for the Gridley, which I'm pretty excited to watch. Um, not, I mean, watch the competitions, but watch the growth, watch how this pans out. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and I, I just will say that one, I'm, I mean, I know you, you're an amazing person. I've met Nick, who's also a big part. He's an amazing person. So I know this is kind of built on really great personalities and people who have the right intentions in line, mm-hmm. which is really exciting. So let's pivot a little bit and, um, and talk a little bit about level method. And um, like for you, I know, I know you're working kind of the, you know, you, you have a background with Sean and, and, and Nathan a little bit and you kind of came in. So what, what have you learned or what have you seen is the big, the big picture idea for level method or, or what are, what are the things that you're, you get excited about when talking about level method? Cause you don't own a gym, but you're, you're running this fitness competition. It's very related. They both kind of function around functional fitness. They kind of function on the same movements, things, but so it, it's very relevant, but why, why level method? Why did you choose to work with us other than, you know, your connections? Yeah, no, I love the people involved. I love working with you and, and Sean and Nathan, like I said, but, um, the, the main reasons outside of that, that I believe in the product and what level method is actually has more to do specifically with CrossFit. We already talked about a lot of the correlations that could exist between grid and the level method. But as I said, in the beginning of this interview, I'm a big, big believer in CrossFit. I, it's changed my life for the better. I've been doing it for 10 years. Uh, that, that said, I've had a you know, rough journey at times with CrossFit. And um, back when I started, it was a very different thing. There was a lot of unknowns. Um, but, you know, what got me so involved with CrossFit was the competitive nature of it. And it got me so vested in it. It got me looking forward to going to the gym every day, growing physically and mentally with my friends, being able to compete with them on a daily basis is so exhilarating. And it's, uh, it's just, you know, something that really changed my perspective on fitness overall. And that led to so many other positive life changes about nutrition and, and sleep and mentality and, and wellness and other ways to grow that really was, uh, you know, kicked off by CrossFit. And how this relates to Level Method is that my journey within CrossFit has definitely yielded risk when it comes to injury. Um, and I think, you know, there's always been this cloud hanging over across its head of all these people trashing it because of injury risk per se. And I think a ton of that has to do with the competition element, the ego element, uh, the wanting to do RX versus um, scaled and I know that I lived through that. I've experienced that. And um, I learned the hard way about when, you know, you're not, when you keep striving to play in a sandbox that you're not ready for, or that, you know, 
you really shouldn't ever play in, um, you know, so I'm never going to be in Matt Frazier's sandbox. So, um, and that's fine. But I think what the level method does is bring everybody's sandbox for themselves, uh, you know, to a place where they can still all experience the benefits, the competitive components, the growing, the learning, the getting better that CrossFit provides that makes people so passionate about it as a methodology, uh, but makes it sustainable. It makes it safe. It makes it even better because you know exactly what you need to work on uh, to get more fit overall. Um, and it's very, you know, you're very aware of your fitness levels and, um, and where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are. And that connection to who you are and your physical being just makes that much more enveloping as far as an experience goes in, you know, developing your fitness objectives. So I'm a huge believer in working on your weaknesses and getting better overall, um, which is somewhat ironic because grit is about utilizing your strengths. But like I said, they, they can coexist. They should coexist. You know, this is a, they both have a ton of benefit. And so level method just creates a connection with who you are physically um, and an awareness in a way that uh, utilizes all of the competitive benefits of CrossFit um, and makes it more safe and sustainable and really takes all of the things that people complain about related to CrossFit off of the table. Yeah. You know, so I believe that it makes CrossFit overall that much more of a um, positive thing in society. It makes more people fit around the world because we eliminate some of the possible negative uh, things related to being in CrossFit and, um, and ultimately makes a better world and a better society. So, um, you know, I think the existence of level method and CrossFit should be together at all times. Yeah. Um, and it's going to make, and it's going to maximize the benefit that can be had with functional fitness and or CrossFit. Very cool. Very cool. That's awesome. Um, you touched on so many amazing things there. I don't even know how to wrap it up. You, uh, the there's been this fear of CrossFit for so long and it's going to take because of some of the things you've talked about in the last, you know, 45 minutes, an hour, it, it's going to take a lot of work to overcome that. And I think level method has started some of that. I could see kind of grids role in that as well in a, mm -hmm. in a, in a kind of indirect manner. It's like people mm -hmm. seeing those types of movements and these, these, uh, these people that are strong and fast and um, fit uh, we've got to de-villainize fit, right? It, it's not hundred percent. Yeah. And, and you, the, the other thing I missed on is like the, the thing people always used to say is, you know, CrossFit's fine. You just have to find the right coach because you get with the wrong coach and you're at high risk. Well, level method takes the bottom level of coach that's effective way down meaning it takes a lot of the difficulty out of assessing what somebody is really capable of doing, but even more importantly, making it psychologically okay to stay within those parameters, which is really one of the hardest tricks of being a coach. It's how do people feel fulfilled by staying in their lane, you know, and level method makes it simple and easy and makes it easier to be a good coach. So 
I think that's a really important element, which speaks to what you just said. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's an awesome point. That's, that's really cool. Well, I, for one, um, continually get excited to see more and more grid things. So I'm really excited that you stepped into our world and level of level method. I see a lot of potential with some really cool events for level method gyms. I just think like, it's for me, it's, it's a really natural coexistence where you can start to bring in these grid, um, these grid type competitions inside of your facility and really kind of up the, bring that com- competitive juice back in with making sure people are safe and that they're working within their strengths. And um, you c- couple that with level method and understanding where they stand in certain areas and you have kind of a, a, a magic combination could not agree more. I love that you said magic because competition is in a really important part of life, in my opinion. And I think anybody that has played sports competitively, has done CrossFit competitively, gets something out of it that you can't get anywhere else. And it's a, it's a development tool. When you talk about whole body, mental awareness, uh, wellness, um, you know, it really brings something out of you that you can't get anywhere else. And so I think, you know, to really see the benefits of working out, being fit, caring about your, you know, nutrition, competition plays an incredible role in that. And, and like you said, the combination of level method, CrossFit, grid, uh, it, it just creates that like, triple-headed monster of just everybody has a place to fit and experience the maximum benefit that this style of fitness and, and, and existence and wellness can have. And I think that ramification in society and the world is, is extreme uh, in a positive way. So I think it's, a, it's an amazing thing. Yeah. Awesome. I love how you wrap that up. Well, thank you so much uh, for for joining today, Mather. Really love talking to you and learning more about Grid. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me and (laughs) I'm looking forward to talking more in the future about it. You bet. Hey, listeners, uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Gym Master Podcast. Mather is awesome. Grid is awesome. Level Method is awesome. So uh, do yourself a favor, hit that submit button. Here's the thing. Gym Mastery Podcast isn't just for level method gyms. There's a lot of amazing content coming out of this because we talk to amazing people like Mather, gym owners, people um, who are really ingrained in the fitness industry that relates to you. So subscribe. We're on YouTube. We're on every podcast platform known to man, at least I think. And uh, it's I'm really glad you listened. Give us a five-star review or four. I, I, I prefer five, but I'll take a four. I hope you have an awesome day.